I have a friend of mine who's often saying, you know, why, why do you all guys always, not always, but so often deal with like really, really harsh, heavy topics? Well, it's because they're important sometimes, right? You need to talk about the, the important stuff that's going on in the world. But there are other things that are also important. And sometimes, you know, a good positive story that can then tell the tale of, say, a business that's done really well, that, that, is, that is making waves on, on the world scene that is based right out of here. It, it, it provides a few things. It provides employment, sure, but it also provides hope and inspiration and any number of things. So I love sharing some of those stories as well. And so we have an opportunity to do so right now here on 630 Chet Mornings. There's a company that's called DriveWise, and this is an, an Edmonton-based company, started here, and now is, is really making a, a huge impact, mostly through North America. But we have one of the co-founders of this uh, company on uh, today. His name is Brian Heath, and he's joining us here on 630 Chet Mornings. Brian, how are you? Nice to have you here. Oh, I'm great, Daryl. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, this this is just, like I said, I like these kind of stories. You're not paying us anything to be on. We just wanted to be able to share <laughs> something fun. Tell me, tell me first off what DriveWise is. Like, what do you guys do? And then we can dive into all the rest of the elements of this. But what what is it you do? Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, so we, um, you know, we'll, we'll call ourselves a connected truck service platform but what we're really doing okay, is you're gonna connecting. have to you're gonna have to make it a little bit more catchy that's right yeah we, what we're really doing is uh, connecting truck drivers with the transportation infrastructure around them that could be systems or programs or information giving drivers information they need where and when they need it and that's to help solve a couple sort of larger, broader societal challenges we have around transportation safety. So how do you reduce the number of crashes that occur? How do we reduce the number of fatalities that are associated with large truck crashes? And also, how do we reduce emissions in, uh, uh, in the trucking industry? And so- well, I would think, how do you be more efficient as well? Efficient overall makes for better business in the first place. It does. It does. If you're saving time uh, and money, then that's going to be lowering transportation costs. It's going to be, you know, helping lower the costs of, you know, the goods that you buy at stores, which for the most part are delivered there by trucks. So it's basically just software connectivity. Like what's the part about way station bypass service? I'm curious as to how that is an element of it or is that the uh, the whole thing? What does that do? Yeah, so um, trucking is a is a pretty heavily regulated industry, and um, and so if you think about uh, the impact trucks have on transportation, that's even our our roadways. Uh, you know, they're they're closely monitored to make sure that they're not overweight, so that they are not. Um, you know, they're not destroying mm-hmm. our highways prematurely. Yeah. And so you'll see way stations distributed around the province that truck drivers are required to pull into. Any truck really over 10,000 pounds is required to pull into a way station and get weighed. That takes time. Uh, and and so the it, on average, it costs, uh, a, you know, a, a truck driver or a fleet around $9 every time they pull into a way station. So the first commercial service that DriveWise went live with was to deliver a way station bypass opportunity for truck drivers. So we put software inside the vehicle, and as that vehicle was approaching 
uh, an enforcement site or an inspection station, then it would electronically transmit uh, the compliance information uh, to that site. And in return, it would get a, a red light or a green light. And if it was a green light, then the vehicle was allowed to stay on the main line keep on trucking. Uh, and keep on driving. And that, and that, of course, for drivers, that equated to being able to, you know, skip a lineup, sure. uh, not have to slow down, save time. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's a really popular service. And it operates now in 47 jurisdictions in, in North America. I understand your software is in like more than 2 million trucks. So this has gone fairly well. It, it, it almost sounds like just build a better mousetrap or more efficient mousetrap and, and, and the world will be the path to your door. Is that what it was? How long has this been? How long has your business been in, in, uh, in place? When did you start it? Uh, how quickly has the growth been? All that kind of stuff. When did you start first off? Oh, uh, yeah. So we started 2003. You know, you call us a 20-year uh, overnight success. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's well, been a lot. It's, right? it's yeah, that's right. It's, so it's been uh, a lot of hard work, but uh, we started here uh, in Edmonton, and um, and pretty modest. I mean, our office was uh, you know the the Tim Hortons shop over by the U of A, and there's only a couple of us. Now. Yeah, that's right. And um, and so you know, it's been a progression uh, as we've grown. Uh, you know, and we've developed technologies that have broader and broader applications, you know, in the commercial vehicle uh, industry. And uh, and we've stuck to our roots here in Edmonton. Uh, you know, our headquarters are based uh, here. Um, you know, the majority of our staff, which is mostly technical uh, staff, a lot of professionals, a lot of engineers uh, developing software that go into vehicles and our, our go-to-market strategy was not to sell hardware uh, into those vehicles but to embed our software in equipment that was already inside the cab of a truck so that a driver wouldn't have to spend extra money buying some piece of hardware to access our services so that becoming embedded in other devices is what led us to become so widely distributed. So 115 different partners within, inside the telematics industry means that our software sits and is integrated with about 2.8 million uh, heavy trucks across North America. So it's become the, 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 you know, the single widest software deployment in trucking history, which is, I mean, it's exciting to know that, that that's all here based in Edmonton. Yeah, good for you. Would it have mattered if you were based uh, somewhere else, or was there anything about Edmonton that made it better, easier? Or is it just where you happen to have been from, and it's good to, to continue to give back and not just rush off to, to some other uh, locale? Yeah, my co-founder uh, Fred Coe, He, both of us were based in Edmonton, so it made sense to to, to start the company here where we both lived. And over the years, there have been it's just been a fantastic source of a talent. Uh, that, uh, you know, Edmonton can be really proud of uh, the technical talent that it produces, you know, some of the post-secondary institutions, whether that's, mm. you know, the University of Alberta or Grant McEwen or Nate. Uh, there's some fantastic talent that, uh, you know, we pull uh, into our team, into our growing team, which is now over a couple hundred people. And um, so, you know, I, I don't see that changing. We've got a lot of... Um, uh, loyalty uh, to Edmonton uh, and the local scene. A lot of participation 
and some of the organizations in Edmonton that, you know, whether it's Startup or, you know, uh, Edmonton Innovates or, you know, some of the programs uh, here that we're trying to support the, you know, the technology and startup scene uh, here locally. Uh, and, and scale when you look around sort of in that community because we always talk about diversifying and becoming more of a tech uh, a tech province as well and not just relying on on one sort of prong of an economy do you see that, that there is growth but even if it's is it small or is it becoming a bigger player in Alberta this whole tech sector well, I think there's opportunities for tech to really scale and that's and that's just outside of our story of course you know we see ourselves really just the beginning of, uh, of you know becoming a large scale global enterprise, and there are other uh, startups in the technology scene in Edmonton that I think uh, have opportunities to grow and scale. There's no reason that uh, you know that that can't become a broader uh, you know sort of uh, gain momentum uh, locally. So yeah, I don't think there's anything that's stopping us. The talent here is fantastic, and uh, we should embrace it. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, how far to? So when when you're just selling and retiring? So this is all good. You you you've made your millions now, right? You can just walk away from it. <laughs> right? So that's how it all know, works. So it's you know it's interesting. We we are really focused on a mission, right? The mission is save lives and reduce emissions, and it's a big job. It's a big lift, and we're only at the beginning of that journey. So you're going to see drivewise around for a long, long time, Daryl. Uh, that's a job that, you know, we're not going to consider done until there are zero crashes, zero fatalities, and uh, you really do have an efficient transportation system. So long way to go, but, you know, I think, you know, we've got the right team on board to help us get there. Uh, interesting talking to you. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.